Hey guys, it's Kyla, and I'm your host of That Christian Girl Podcast, a podcast that's devoted to inspiring and encouraging Christians of all walks of life to become their full godly potential. I hope you guys enjoy today's episode, and thank you so much for listening. Hey y'all, what's up? It's Kyla with That Christian Girl Podcast, and thank you guys so much for tuning in today. I apologize I didn't do a Tuesday episode this week, but I thought maybe I should do a short little episode today. So, let's go through some life updates. So, a week ago from today, because it's Thursday while I'm recording this, I got my wisdom teeth out. So, my face still hurts, but I'm talking anyways, because I realized that five days of no talking, because I stayed home Thursday and Friday from school, and then Saturday and Sunday are the weekend, and then Monday, I didn't even feel well enough to go to school. So I stayed home on Monday too. But Tuesday, I went to school. Tuesday, I was a ball of energy. Like, I had so much talking energy, and I feel like it's just because I didn't talk for like five days. Well, I talked a little bit, but I didn't talk as much as I usually talk. So I have a lot of talking energy right now, and I really just wanted to do a whole episode for you guys because I am mostly healed. I did have like quite a bad lisp, kind of, and I still feel it a little bit because I'm still a little bit swollen, like the inside of my cheeks. So if I'm not as coherent as I usually am. That's what's happening. But today I wanted to do a shorter little episode all about Bible reading. So last week I was actually going to send out an email about reading your Bible and then I ended up not getting it done before the wisdom teeth stuff. So I didn't send it out. But I have had a question on Instagram about how I read my Bible. Well, actually, I get lots of questions. But this one person, like, asked if I could do a reel about it, which I still haven't done because I want to do this episode first, make sure I get this episode done, and then I'll do a reel, and then I'll send out my email that I need to finish. But everybody, I had everybody vote what they wanted, and people said the shorter episode plus the email to the email list. So hopefully I'll get that all out tomorrow. Well, the day that this comes out. So all out on Friday. And yeah, so thank you for bearing with me. Thanks for being here listening to this episode because this should be a really fun one. It's taken me a while to kind of figure out like, yeah, how do I actually read my Bible? And I I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I'm not the most consistent person in my Bible reading all the time. I try and do it every day, but that doesn't always happen. But I still like to really get into the Word, and especially when I can deep dive into the Word, it is one of the sweetest things that I can do. So anyways, let's start with how I got into my Bible reading habit, how I started really getting into Bible reading and how I got excited about it. Because if you've been stuck stuck with me, if you've been 
with this podcast for a while or if you've just listened to my intro episode, you know, or if you know me in real life, you know that my family is a Christian, my mom is a Christian, and then my family's Christian. So I've grown up in the church and I've always been told, like, you need to read your Bible. And there would be some days that'll be like, oh yeah, I'll read my Bible. And then I open it up and I like read a chapter and that'll be my whole individual Bible reading for a whole year. Because you're always told that you need to read your Bible, but I never got into a habit of doing it when I was young. I didn't really have much individual time in the Word because I didn't really know how to do it. I wasn't excited about it. Blah, 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 blah. But how I started getting into it is I would see these adorable photos of girls' Bibles online because I have fallen in love with Bible journaling. And I'll talk a little bit more about that later on, but I saw a bunch of pictures of the cute Bibles and I kind of just wanted a Bible like that. And I had a really close friend who, unfortunately, we don't talk anymore, but she did Bible journaling and she is like, she was really into Pinterest and stuff. So she would do Bible journaling and I'd see it and I'd be like, oh, I want your Bible. Like, this looks so cool. So we ended up reading through First Peter. This was the summer in between sophomore and junior year. So not last summer, but the summer before. And this was a Bible study. I did Bible studies before, but I didn't really do any like one-on-one Bible studies. And I was like, I kind of want to start in First Peter. So we did First Peter Peter together and she had it all journaled out and I was like oh that's so pretty and I have how many bibles do I have I have like I can see four right now but I think I have more but I had this HCSB I don't know what version it is Holman Christian Standard Bible and it had like some highlighting because I got into this habit where I had this prayer journal where I would have like a verse of the night and then a verse, like a verse for hard times or just important verses and I would highlight them and I would go through this Bible, but it's not really journaled out and not all of the pages, like the Bible that I have now has lines on every single page while this had some like coloring that you could do on the side or like already pre-written in verses so that's also why I decided to buy a new bible I haven't opened up this bible in a really long time I'm just going back in memory lane here oh it's so cute Sorry, I didn't really plan out this episode. This is all going on the fly because I decided, well, I have enough time and I want to do this podcast episode. I don't know when I'm going to do it. So then I decided to do it now. So anyways, we started in First Peter and I was like really inspired by seeing the her cute, adorable Bible. Like I wanted a Bible like that. So at the beginning of the school year, actually, it was a little bit after we did the Bible study. I kind of just like got this fire in my heart. Like, have you ever been so motivated to do something that like, it doesn't, it kind of feels like you're called to do it. If that makes sense, like so motivated to do something that like you just yearn for it because you're so motivated for it. And that was what the Bible reading stuff was for me. I felt like 
I really want to read my Bible. And I think maybe I was with my grandmother. We were at Hobby Lobby together. I think it was my grandma. And the Bible that I found, it was, what is it even called? It's a single column journaling Bible by ES, it's the version ESV, and then it's by the brand Crossway. But this Bible was like 80, well, maybe not 80% off, but it was really, really, really affordable. So I kind of just like got this motivation to buy this Bible, make it my journaling Bible, buy some cute little pens, and I still use the pens, and then some highlighters as well, and I just got so much motivation just to like sit down and read my Bible. So for that first week and a half, you, I could not put my Bible down. It was kind of funny how obsessed I was with this Bible. And I would like, I remember one day in band, we had a day where we didn't have to do anything and we were just doing homework. And I was like, hey, band teacher, can I go out to my car and grab my Bible? <laughs> so I grabbed my Bible and I was just Bible journaling in my Bible because I was just so motivated to do that. So there was like a few weeks where it was just like reading, 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 like all I wanted to do was reading, read my Bible. And it has not stayed like that forever. But the first step for me was getting a new Bible that I told myself, like, no matter how crazy these pages can get, like, this is what you want to, this is the Bible that you want to use. And yes, there are some really crazy pages, like First Peter. I used all of the colors because I got a six pack. Yeah, it was a six pack of really, really bright highlighters. I used all of the colors and I was just kind of like, oh, we're just going into this. But now I've gotten into like more of a flow of how I want everything else to do like everything else to look like so usually I just use three colors and it's not as like bright and crazy but I was like on fire for the Lord and I think the first step to really getting into a good Bible reading habit is to find a Bible that you're excited about it could be a study Bible it could be a journaling Bible it could be whatever you want it to be could even be like the bible app on your phone although i do suggest having a hard hardcore bible a print bible just because i feel like it's so much better to like hold the word of god and then also you don't get distracted as easily if your phone is away you're not going to get distracted when you're reading your bible but if you're reading your Bible on your phone, you're more likely to get distracted with notifications or just other things on your phone that can distract you. So that's why I say get a print Bible. It could be a Bible that you already have. If you already have one, you could go find one on a crazy deal at Hobby Lobby like I did. Or um, there's a lot of ones online that you can get. I know Amazon has a bunch and then there's like the Christian bookstore. I think you just look it up and you can find it on, what is that Christian bookstore called? I don't remember, but there's like an online Christian bookstore that you can order it from and just all of the good places. So your first step is getting a Bible. 
the second step is to like really think about what you want your Bible to be. Do you want it to be something that you write in or do you want to get a notebook that you write in instead? Or do you want to use Notion or Google Docs to do Bible study? Like however you want to do it, like figure that out now. So how I started, I was like, I just want to read through and write my little notes in the margin and try and have at least one like cute little cursive thing because I do like the verse calligraphy kind of stuff in the margins too. So I was like, I want to write little notes and then outline one verse, like write one verse on the side too. And that's just the model kind of that I've gone with. Not all pages look the same. Not all pages have the little verse on the side. Some don't have as many notes. Some are completely filled out with notes. Kind of depends on the passage and just how I'm feeling that day. But I don't know where I was going with this. Oh yeah, figure out what you want your Bible to be and then figure out how you want to do your Bible studies. So recently I've actually gotten into doing some on Notion. So I follow the Holy Girl Hotline. It's another podcast. I definitely go, I definitely recommend it. Go listen to it if you can and follow her on Instagram because she's on Instagram. But she posted a reel about Notion and how she uses that for Bible studies. And that got me thinking. I was like, hey, that sounds pretty cool. Can I do that too? So I have made like a little notion board for Bible studies. And I know that I'm not going to use this every single time I study my Bible because it's definitely a much more deeper dive into the Bible when I use notion versus when I just read it on my, by myself. But you can do this in a notebook. You can do this in a Google doc. So I just would, I made a little template where you go into the little Bible study. I have like a little Bible study page. And then also you can tag the Bible study stuff with like certain tags. So it could be like the book of the Bible or you could do like church or teaching notes if you went to like a not a conference, but like a Bible study, but it was more like a teacher and they were just teaching on one passage. Or if your pastor was teaching on a certain passage and you wanted to write it down. And then I have Bible study, which is Wednesday mornings with um, some of my friends. And then I have Matthew, which is the book that I'm going through right now. So I just write down some context. Context is really not I don't really write that much. There's a summary, which I write a lot. And then there's application. So like, how do you apply this to your life? Which I think is also like such a good way to get into the Bible. And then there's also key verses. So what are my favorite verses? And you don't have to use Notion. You can use whatever you want. Like you can even get a little notebook and write it down in a notebook. It could be like a school notebook or it could be like a little tiny journaling journal notebook thing it doesn't matter but I want you to figure out how are you actually going to get something out of your bible reading every single day and that's why I chose like I really went down the path of bible journaling because 
I can read something and not get anything out of it. I am such a passive reader sometimes where I'll just like read but not really comprehend and not really have it get stuck in my mind. But when I tell myself like, hey, Kylie, you need to slow down, figure out the places in which you highlight. Although if you look at my Bible, there is a lot of highlighting, but not every single verse is highlighting. But, you know, where... What verses are important? What verses stick out to you? Like, highlight those. And then also, what verses, what takeaways can you take away from the text and put on the side? So usually I just read the Bible, read like my chapter. I highlight as I read, and then I go back and take notes on what I've taken out of the reading. And I think this is what helps me slow down is because I, like I said, I'm a very passive reader and it's really easy for me to just read something and not get anything out of it. But if I actually take the time to journal about it, annotate my Bible, then I'm way more likely to get something out of it. I feel way more fulfilled afterwards. Like if I were to just open my Bible and read a few verses, it might stick with me for like 30 minutes and I might be like, oh yeah, I read my Bible this morning. But what did I even read? So that's why I like Bible journaling, but I know a lot of people like to write it down in a notebook or, like I said, use Notion. And I always feel so filled after I really dig into the Bible. And it's just crazy how God has shown me, like, Kyla, if you take the time to slow down and dig into the Bible, you are going to feel so filled. So where was I going with that? Oh, I know there's a lot of different methods, and you don't even have to read a chapter a day. So, you can start, when you're first starting, you can even start with a verse. I had this verse study plan that I got from my mom, and you can find a bunch of them online. I don't, I don't think I have it anymore, but it was like 30 days of God's character, and you would just look up a verse, you would write down the verse, you would like summarize the verse like what is the verse saying and then you would write down an application i think that's what it was but it could it could have been something different but there's definitely a lot of bible studies out there and a lot of resources out on the internet which help people who are just starting to read their bible like really learn how to understand their bible so even if it's just a verse I like to do around a chapter a day. Like I said, I'm not perfect. I definitely have missed quite a few days lately. So don't think that because I say do a chapter a day means that I do a chapter a day every single day because I definitely don't. Sometimes I go without reading my Bible for like a week. And like I said, I need to be authentic with you guys. I'm going to be brutally honest. Like this is what happens. Life happens. But I would suggest try doing a chapter a day, especially if you're doing one of the New Testament books or one of the poetries. I think, well, Psalms is wisdom, but if you're doing like, no, Proverbs is wisdom. So if you're doing Proverbs or Psalms, like those are good chapter a day books. Some of the Old Testament books, sometimes you need to read multiple chapters. I was talking to this with, about this with somebody in the Bible study that I help host, I, we were talking about, like, understanding because I have not read a lot of Old Testament. So, 
she likes to really dig in to the Old Testament books. And I am like the polar opposite. I love New Testament. I'm almost done with the New Testament. Well, not almost done. There's quite a few chapters, but I am seeing the New Testament and it's there's a lot of stuff that's filled out in it. So I'm not completely done, but I have I've done the majority of it. I don't even know where I was going with that. Oh, anyways, so we were talking about like that and, you know, for those kind of like the kinds of books that I've been really reading, it's good to do a chapter a day. But, you know, when you're in the Old Testament, sometimes you're going to need to do multiple chapters to get the full oversight of what's actually happening. Because the Old Testament, there's a lot of stories in it. But also, are you understanding the stories if you're not reading the full story? So it kind of just depends where you're reading, but I suggest a chapter a day. There are the read a Bible in the year plans, and I have tried that, and I've failed every single time that I've tried. And it's just because I realized that like my life is busy and I don't have that much time to read all of those verses if I'm not rushing through them. So I think just use your own personal discernment. If you feel called to do a chapter a day, I mean, if you feel called to do like the Bible in a year plan and that is something that you're excited about and that you want to do, like go after that. That is so cool. And if you can do it, but just as a warning, don't let it become something that it's just like checking off a box because this is the most important thing about Bible reading is that you should do it because you truly want to do it. Not because it's just a check mark that you check off a box every single day because you have to do it. And I think that's something that you have to like really discern for yourself. Are, why are you, are you reading the Bible? Are you really getting stuff out of it? If Or is it just like on your little Bible reading plan, you check it off and you feel happy about it afterwards. So I think sometimes like reassessing like why what are you getting out of your bible reading and seeing if you need to you know maybe read a little less maybe read half a chapter and all of that stuff so let's just go through my bible reading routine so i try and do it in the mornings but i have been doing it at night more recently just because it's long i have really long days and mornings are actually really hard for me sometimes. And if I really want to get into Bible reading, then doing it at night when, you know, maybe as a wind down activity really helps me dig into it more. So I just go, like I said, I do a chapter a day. So I was trying to read Matthew all throughout January and I was going to do one chapter a day every single day of January and that didn't work out. So I'm on chapter 17, which I'll read tonight, but I usually go through, read the chapter. I take off my little highlighters. I have three different highlighting colors for Matthew. So I have purple, yellow, and pink. And then I go through and read it. And I just highlight the verses that like stick out to me as I'm reading it. And I just alternate because the Bible, it's in like sections. So there's like different sections of, I don't know, like seven-ish verses, maybe a little bit more. 
it kind of depends on the chapter but like each section is a different thing or a different story and just having the different highlighting colors really helps break it up too so i go through i highlight the things that are important sometimes if there's really important verses i'll take my little pen and highlight it and then underline it so it sticks out even more I have a lot of underlinings in Matthew 16. And then what I do is after I'm done like reading the full chapter, I go back to each section and I pick out some like takeaways from each section. So if I was, I was reading Matthew 16 and out of the verses 5 through 12, which is talking about the leaving of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and um, it's Jesus saying, watch and beware of the leaving of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And he also is talking like, I'm not talking about actual bread. I'm talking about their teachings. So I wrote on the side, beware of the bread of false teachers. So their teaching. And I just highlighted bread of false teachers. And then I highlighted teaching with the corresponding colors with the verse. And this is why I use three different colors. Because then the next note that I have is for the next section, which I highlighted yellow. And Jesus asks, who am I? And then it says, Peter answers, Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And I highlighted that. And it just is a good way for my brain to organize it. And then, like I said, I try and do like one verse per page, but sometimes I don't do that. Sometimes it's just notes on the side, but I did verse Matthew 16 verse 24 and I just said, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And if you go on my Instagram, you will see the pictures that I've posted of my Bible. There's like a whole Bible study highlight, but then there's also um, just different things that I've posted with pictures of my Bible so you can like get a feel for it. You could also look up Bible journaling on Pinterest. Those people are a little more professional. But anyways, so I go through, I do like maybe a verse journaling. I bring out my takeaways and then I go back over and highlight it with the corresponding colors to like the section that it goes to. So it's actually really helpful when I look back the other day, I was looking back trying to find a verse about, like, having no fear of opposers, and I found the note that I wrote, and then it was highlighted pink. So then I went to the pink section, and I was, like, able to find it, like, so easily because it was right there, and then I was able to figure out where, like, what verses I wanted to read about that. And I think it's that's just how I organize it, but you could organize it differently. Next, if I'm feeling really into it, or maybe after the fact and I have some extra time, I will go into Notion and I'll go into my little Bible study and I'll just write down the passage as the title. I'll do context. I'll do a summary. I'll do different points of application and then I'll do all of the key verses. And something that I really love to supplement my Bible studies with is the website called Enduring Word. So it's Bible commentary, and you guys, it is literally life-changing. Every time that I really, like, sit down, I do the notion where I, like, summarize it, 
I talk about applications and all of that stuff and I'm looking and I go into Enduring Word almost every single time to figure out like what this actually means to really dive deep into some of the verses it reveals so much to me and it just like gives me such a fire for the Lord. It just reminds me like how good, how great is our God? Like how amazing is our God? And there's like some things that I wouldn't pick up on if it weren't for this website. So I'll just take Matthew 15 as an example. So there's this story of Jesus this was a while ago. Oh, Jesus is confronted with a Canaanite woman and she asks Jesus to heal her daughter who is possessed by a demon. And she calls Jesus the son of David, professing her belief that he is the son of God. And like that didn't really click in my head. But then Jesus is just like, no, I wasn't sent to save the Gentiles. I was sent to save the Jews. But the woman, like, keeps on talking to him. And she, like, calls Jesus Lord and says, like, Lord, help me, showing her need. And then Jesus then says that he wasn't, oh. Oh, but then he uses a parable of dogs, how, like, you wouldn't give your dog because he uses the word little dogs in to show like more of a house dog, not a wild dog or like an outdoor dog, but like a family dog. And like how you wouldn't give the dog the baby's food. And she's like, yeah, but the little dog still wants the scraps. Like it will still eat up the scraps on the floor. And then Jesus is like, cause she's not commanding to be seen as Jesus' child, but she's asking to be blessed by as a dog. And, like, when I read through that, I was like, huh, this is kind of weird. Like, I don't quite understand that. And then when I went through and I read through it with the website Enduring Word, it just, like, opened up my eyes to, like, a whole new thing and, like, so many more new ideas. And something that I also didn't know is that Jesus tells her that her faith is great, but that was something that he didn't say to anybody else except for a Roman officer in Matthew 8. And, like, Jesus only told two people that they had a great faith, and they were both Gentiles. And I just, like, remember just being in awe of this fact because it shows that, like, great faith can be found in unexpected places. And then after I read through that, this is just coming to, like, what was revealed to me in the Bible kind of moment here, but after I read that, I was then reading on, and Jesus said, like, oh, you have little faith. He talks, like, he will not hesitate to be, like, you have little faith. But the fact that he only ever told two people in his ministry that they had great faith and that they were both Gentiles is just crazy to me. It shows that, like, great faith can come from the most unexpected places because it was, like, a Canaanite woman, so a Gentile woman. And the Jews would have, like, more traditionally thought that, like, a Jewish man, because the men are the leaders of the church. Like, those are the ones with great faith. But the fact that, like, a Gentile woman 
was the one that Jesus called and said that she had great faith. It's just like crazy. But anyways, I wouldn't have like figured that out if I didn't really dig deep into the Bible. And then also something that it can help with is in Matthew 1, I was like, well, how do I get anything out of the the genealogy that's what it's called the genealogies and so I opened up Enduring Word and I read through it and it was like really eye-opening and there was something so there's just like little things in the Bible that somebody who isn't like a pastor isn't what's the word isn't taught like taking classes on spiritual things isn't really deepy like diving really deeply into like the bible and all of like the stuff that goes into it although I do want to because like the bible is crazy but as somebody who does not know all of the things of the bible having a resource like enduring word is so cool because it just reveals so much stuff to me that I would have just like glossed over like the whole like little dog thing with Jesus and the Canaanite woman I was kind of like okay cool but like why are we talking about dogs like I didn't quite get the analogy until I looked it up and I it was explained and I was just like mind blown moment so I think Enduring Word is definitely one of my favorites, but you could also do John MacArthur, Study Bible. There's a lot of great resources out there that can really open your mind up to like things that maybe you didn't even think about and like reveal how crazy the gospel is. So I just wanted to end with a few like brutally honest moments. So the first thing is idolizing your Bible. So, I have never really fallen into this. Like, I get excited about my Bible because I'm like, oh, my Bible's so pretty. I love it. But it's not like it hasn't become an idol to me, I feel like. Because, yes, I do really love that my Bible is pretty. But when I mess up, I kind of just laugh about it. There is this one verse, and it gets me every time that I see it. I don't even remember where it is. But every time I see it I just like inwardly cringe because I misspelled Jesus Christ and it was I don't even know how I did it but I think I was just kind of in a rush and I wasn't really paying much attention I'm gonna post a whole post on Instagram like all of the flops I already filmed it and everything but I wanted to wait until this episode was out but where I highlight all of the flops in my Bible and just like show you guys that oh yeah it's in Philippians so anyways show you guys that I'm not perfect but Jesus is spelled correctly I did the S's really weird but then I spelled Christ so wrong I spelled C-H-R-S-T and then I tried to like write a little I in there because I I don't know how I even spelled it Maybe I'd spell it C-H-I-S-T. I don't even know. But it's just so funny to go through my Bible. And if you look closely, you will see, like, how words are, like, shrunk. How not all my lines are straight. How one time I didn't... There's been multiple times, although I'm pretty good at it. 
sometimes I don't capitalize words that need to be capitalized like Jesus or God. So another one in Galatians, it was, if I were to still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of God. And I can tell that I wrote a lowercase g and then I tried to make it an uppercase g. So there's definitely like some pretty funny little quote-unquote typos in my Bible. But you just have to like enter into this kind of thing with a spirit of discernment and realize that like what you see online is not always what it looks like all of the time. Like sometimes I'll post a picture of my Bible and I will see the little imperfection. I'll see, oh, I crammed that word in or, oh, my handwriting is so bad in that part. But you guys probably don't see that unless you're like looking really closely. But when people post pictures of their Bible, usually I'm not like, oh, their handwriting is so bad, but maybe they might think that. But the fact that Bible journaling can become an idol is where we have to really be careful and we have to like pray for a spirit of discernment if we are making it an idol, just to make sure that that's not something because we don't want to idolize even like how our even the word of God, like how it looks. So we don't want to become prideful in the fact that our Bible looks pretty. Okay. So that was my first disclaimer. It was my second disclaimer. I had like a few different ones. <laughs> um, well, I'll just say again, nobody's perfect. Like, like I said, I don't read my Bible every single day. I want to get into a much better Bible reading habit, but you know, some days it doesn't happen. And that's okay. You're not going to be perfect every single day of your life. Like, you are going to mess up, but that is okay. So, make sure that you don't compare yourself to others that, you know, it looks like they have their whole life together. And it looks like, oh, she must read her Bible every single day. She must have the perfect Bible reading routine. And just don't compare yourself to other people. It is so easy to have a heart of comparison with other believers like oh she must read her bible so much more than i do or how does she fit it into her schedule and all of that stuff and i feel like we just need to be trying our best even if it's just a verse a day like getting in the bible for two minutes is better than getting into the bible for zero minutes and finally I wanted to talk, tell you another verse. I was actually talking about this with FCA the other day, but it's 1 Peter 2.2, 2, which says, Like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation. So our number one want should be the pure spiritual milk, which is the word of God. And you know when babies are hungry, all they want is their mother's milk. They don't want anything else. They're not going to, like, go and get distracted and want something different. They're going to want that pure spiritual milk. And we should be longing for the Word of God. We should be longing for the Word of God in our everyday lives because it truly helps you grow in your Christ-likeness. If you're never in the Bible, how do you know who you're supposed to be like? You can't be Christ-like if you don't know what Christ was like. And 
I just think that if you are struggling, because I definitely have struggled with this, where you struggle with, you know, having motivation to read your Bible, I really do suggest, like, taking, finding a day, maybe go to a coffee shop, maybe even do a Bible study with a friend, and just ask, like, if you want to do it with your friend, but you can also do it by yourself. You can just really try and dive into the Word of God. So, write in your journal. Like, just get a random piece of paper out and write down context and summarize it and then do your application points and then do your key verses or get together with a friend and, like, talk it over. Go on to Enduring Word and read some of the commentary and really try to get something out of your Bible because as soon as you do that, you will feel so much more motivated to read your Bible and I think the number one thing to do is to pray because I feel like it's so easy for us to be like repeated over and over and over again read your bible like do this it's good for you like Christians need to read your bible but sometimes I feel like we truly lose sight why we need to be reading our bible and then sometimes we lose motivation so I think it's really good to take a day where you can well not a day but like take 30 minutes Maybe before bed tonight, or maybe right now if you're not doing anything, or maybe wake up 30 minutes earlier tomorrow morning and just sit and be in God's presence. Ask him to show you what he wants you to learn today. Ask him to be, like, ask him for that longing. Ask him to become, like, for you to become like a newborn baby hungry for their mother's milk. Because like I said, a newborn baby isn't when it's hungry, it doesn't want anything else except for its mother's milk. And like that is the only thing that it cares about. So we should be like that. We should be yearning for the pure spiritual milk, which is the word of God, so that we can become closer to God. And I think I it was going around Instagram, it was some statistics, that when you read your Bible, sins start to decrease in your life. Like, there's a much higher probability for so many sins to just start decreasing. So, there's, I don't remember what all of them were, but, you know, cursing went down. And one of the big ones, like, the biggest one that went down was sexual immortality. So, like, lust, I think. That went down, like, 73? I don't know. I don't know how much percent, like... How much percentage of people like stop doing that sin just because they read their Bible? So the word of God is powerful. And if we're getting into the word of God, we are going to be so much more satisfied. The feel like part of sin is just is being unsatisfied. So much what drives our sin is either our own self selfishness or our unsatisfaction. So when we have idols in our life, That's because we're not being truly satisfied by God. So instead of turning to an idol that you may have, whether it's social media or whether it's, I don't know, what are some other idols? Whether it's like sexual immortality and lust or maybe even laziness, like those can all be idols in our lives. Instead of turning towards that idol, turn to God because he's the only one that can truly satisfy you. Get into his word Instead of going and watching TV, get into his word 
instead of laying in your bed and scrolling on TikTok and you will feel so much more rested and so much more fulfilled because I feel like we're all always searching for fulfillment and the only thing that will truly fulfill us is time with our creator because he created us to be with him so we'll always be unsatisfied unless we are with like we'll always be unsatisfied unless we are with him so that's just a reminder get into the word of god if you should go to a coffee shop and read your bible and really get into it if you're feeling like lack of motivation here is your motivating factor like go to that study spot go to that coffee shop um go to just your bed and chill out for 30 minutes and read your bible like really get into it take a little piece of paper or make a google doc or be like me and make a notion board and do and like use that to get use that 30 minutes to get into the word of god like really get into it really try and get things out of it because like you'll leave feeling so filled with the gospel i know every time i read like I really dive deep into the Bible. I just leave feeling so much lighter and like I have more of a craving to spend time with God. So that's my little ending thing. This actually wasn't too short of an episode. I thought it would be like 30 minutes, but it was actually long, but I did go off on a lot of side tangents, but I will see all of y'all in the next one. I'm hoping to do one on Tuesday talking about Valentine's Day and versus like what are kind of like biblical love but then also just like in the light of valentine's day how we can be like fulfilled and like what we should do if we're feeling a little bit lonely because i know that well valentine's day can be a lonely day or it can be a fun day but also just like talking about well what makes these feeling what makes us feel these feelings what do we do to combat them and yeah So that's mainly it. Thank you guys so much for listening today and I hope to see all of y'all in the next one. Okay, bye! Thank you for listening to the end. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and make sure to go follow me on Instagram at thatchristiangirl.podcast or you could email me at thatchristiangirl.podcast1 at gmail.com. Make sure you follow and rate the show because that really helps me out. And thank you so much for listening and I hope to see you in the next one.